As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but 
no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. As I would discern these voices, I would notice that there is one that is rooted in fear or protective in a way that might want to put down others, distance myself, or there's one rooted in deep compassion and understanding that is guided by my heart and that is of the highest integrity for me. For a while, I was also not allowing myself the right boundaries with people because of this. And so you end up learning the right boundaries as well on top of the compassion. I have this voice that feels so much love and compassion and truth for what's right. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. And then I have a voice that will tell me something is not, that something is not love and it's okay to set a boundary on that. And that's just simple wisdom. Now let the magic begin. Hello and Jaima, Jaima Soul Tribe, Jaima Yomis. It's Raquel. And I'm so excited to share a solo episode finally again. I know it has been a minute. So I had so many different ideas I wanted to share. And then, of course, I felt the ping to reach out on Instagram for your questions for a Q&A. However, surprisingly enough, the very first question was about one of the topics that I intended to talk about for a mini-sode. And I was like, okay, so clearly this is something I need to talk about. And I had been intending on expanding on this for a while because we've, of course, talked about it. But I just wanted to articulate it in a different way. And then I just felt a very inspired nudge to simply dedicate an entire episode to this one topic and then post a proper Q&A next week. And then for whatever reason, I just also happen to be in a season where I'm not in the mood to interview for whatever reason. Though, honestly, don't worry. Many are lined up when I get back to the States. Being in Bali, I just, I'm not really feeling the urge to interview. And then when I 
thought I should, I realized it really wasn't lining up for a reason. And I was like, oh, the universe will end up doing this sometimes when it's time for a solo. So I guess it's time for a solo. <laughs> that way I can be present in Bali, present with my friends who I honestly could interview as they have A, been on the podcast before or also just a master in their craft in some way, shape or form, um, or just deeply connected and Yet, to be honest, I just really wanted to be so present and relish in that small window of time I had with them, um, which I'm sure you'd understand. Though, of course, I love podcasting and it really doesn't feel like work. It also just applies some pressure sometimes for others when we're just trying to be super, you know, in the flow of Mama Bali. <laughs> so, solo episode it is which I am so happy to do because, again, that's why I wanted to do mini-sodes because I was like, I want to talk. So you just get a full-on episode. <laughs> and yes, I will still do minis because I have a lot of topics that I have been writing about to talk about. And what's super fascinating is that when I posted on Instagram and the questions started rolling in, I scrolled down to the very first question that happened to roll in I knew I needed to answer this from my heart and realize it's probably going to be pretty much an entire episode. And quite frankly, I think that this spiritual topic in particular deserves its own Magic Monday episode so that after you listen to this answer, you are able to just sit with it a bit, connect, feel it, practice it, and apply what you hear and experience it more deeply or on another level rather than just, you know, letting it go in one ear, not the other. Moving to other questions, follow-up questions. So the Q&A will be next week. And this week, this topic is on our divine guidance team, as this was probably a divinely guided topic. And it was inspired by the very first question asked by the moon child mindset. Thank you, moon child mindset. And she wrote, when do you know you were truly tapped in with your guides? more on that journey oh, such a good question and i indeed in this episode provided more on that journey i share my story of connecting with guides from childhood and then how it evolved well actually dissipated for a long time as i rejected it and then it evolved and it's just been continuing to evolve and deepen today and also discerning their messages and insights and the inner voice from the ego along with my perspective of what I believe guides are and also I include Ra's perspective of angels and guides and so basically the channeled work of the law of one's perspective and a short ending on simple ways to simply just connect more deeply with them. That is just what flowed when answering this one question about guides and providing more on that journey. And like I said in a previous podcast, I can now also see Yomi reviews not only in the States, but around the globe. So this one is from someone in South Africa Scorpio via she sent it via Apple Podcasts and she wrote Raquel precious soul Raquel you are beyond words powerful radiant true light and love although I am not on the Facebook group I'm not allowed Facebook but I feel the wonderful community we have I could genuinely write a whole book about how this little podcast of innate wisdom 
is true and absolutely beautiful. I feel welcome and appreciated with a capital A and W. Thank you in English. Merci in French. Danky in Afrikaans. <laughs> Either danky or don donkey. Um, and then Najia Banga in Siswati. <laughs> I'm not sure how many 17-year-olds listen to your podcast, but I'd recommend everyone listen to this podcast, truly. Oh my, this review though. Thank you. You are truly a radiant light, and I wish that you could get on Facebook, but you know, your parents don't want you to for whatever reason, and I honor that. In fact, that's probably very wise on their behalf. <laughs> and I would love for you to write an entire book on the wisdom that comes through you when listening to this podcast. Perhaps that is in the cards for you. Thank you so much for sending this from South Africa. I greatly appreciate it. And don't worry, States, by the way, I will still continue to also read Yomi reviews from the States as well. I'm just gonna kinda like mix it up. I'm so thankful that I can read reviews from other parts of the world because I was only reading American reviews this entire time. So thank you from Bali to South Africa. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, everyone, I'm in Bali right now, by the way, if you didn't know. <laughs> you might not if you don't really look on Instagram or my stories, but yeah, I'm back in Ubud. I've been here for, for about two weeks. I'm gonna be here for about a week more and then I'm going to Nepal and then coming back to Bali for a week and then headed to the States. So I'm sending you right now, as you're listening to this, I want you to receive the healing energy of Ubud. Ubud means medicine in Indonesian or Balinese. And breathe in the Bali prana that I am sending you right now just to elevate your vibration in whatever way best serves you right now. Also, Hello, I have to shout out one sponsor who's been with us forever and they're still, I mean, they're still sticking around, which is awesome because you guys are signing up for Skillshare to receive two months for free when you go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. I'm so thankful that so many of you continue to sign up and so perhaps if you haven't tried it yet, well, you can try one or more of their 30,000 courses from a variety of fields such as making creativity your career, such as if you're interested in making creativity your career, or business your career, or finding a new skill for a hobby in some way, like digital illustration, or writing, or enhancing your ability to take amazing photographs, or you can even learn how to start a new business, start a new podcast, start a YouTube channel. I mean. There's 30,000 courses, so your options are quite abundant. So to go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic and receive your two months for free. And now it is time to let the magic begin from my heart to yours on this episode. So this first question is a question that not only do I get asked a lot, probably one of my top questions I get asked about. I mean, there's a reason for it as this is something that I have been deeply connecting with 
and understanding on another level. Every year I continue this journey and deepening my connection with my guides, divine guidance, angels, whatever you want to call the divine guidance. And I know people say that there is a difference between angels and spirit guides, and perhaps there is, yet for me it's all almost one and the same. No need to fully put a label on, oh, you are exactly my spirit guide. I know that you have had a human experience, so therefore you are clearly a spirit guide and you haven't had a human experience, so therefore you're clearly one of my angels. I just, I feel and experience them all in my own way as we all experience whatever it is, uh, higher power in whatever way. And with that being said, we also experience God every moment of every day in whatever way. And some people might refer to God as the universe, higher power, source, whatever resonates. And so that leads me to this question. The question is from the Moon Child Mindset, and she asks, when did you know you were truly tapped in with your guides? More on that journey. So this is going to be a long answer for this very first question, I'm sure, because I have stories and I have more to share, including after reading parts of the Law of One, I have another understanding of what angels are. And spirit guides. So this is also a topic that I just, I don't take lightly. And it's honestly an opportunity to expand on something that we're all connecting with daily. You know, there are those that probably feel disconnected or don't feel like they experience their guides or any sort of higher power daily. So those of you who feel connected, consciously connected as we're all connected, I am here to help you deepen your connection and those of you who do not feel a connection though you are as divinely connected as every other being on this planet I am here to hopefully help you begin to listen and through my stories and different perspectives and journey like the moon child mindset asked for hopefully something shifts within you since I was a child I actually always felt a higher guidance that was watching over me and watching over everyone else around me. And perhaps it's because, you know, I was indoctrinated in that mindset growing up in the Mormon church. I realized that what they called the Holy Ghost is akin to a spirit guide or Methodist church. They'd call the Holy Spirit akin to a spirit guide. And so, yes, I was raised in two different religions, essentially. But uh, basically, a spirit guide is here to help us evolve spiritually and expand our consciousness so we may continue to progress towards a more compassionate and loving world and become a more compassionate and loving soul, serving others more than our own self and especially our ego and to really just experience the true beauty of this human experience with love and reminding us that we don't need to live in fear and I think that that is the reason why spirit guides are here <laughs> because they are protecting us as well and they remind us that they are around protecting us yet at the same time not imposing on humans free will 
And even if that means other egos that are around us may not have the purest intentions, they are not going to block that as that would be imposing and impinging on free will, which of course is pretty much against everything that they are about on this planet of earth. We are here as humans to experience free will, the positives and the negatives of life and choose a trajectory, which I will talk about later in this episode, but I do feel that spirit guides are here to align us more with the loving positive trajectory versus its polar opposite. And so they may deliver different signs throughout our day or gift us different synchronicities or simply just send us something where they are giving us a simple hello just to remind us, hey, we're here. You can be in your soul. No need to listen to that ego. (laughs) And... That might be through bringing a person into your life that you just happen to think about or hearing a song that will help set the tone for a message that you need to hear or perhaps deliver numbers, angel numbers, to you on a daily basis. (laughs) And for example, what did you say? What did you experience when you saw 1111 on the clock that day? For me, I see, yeah, I see 11-11 pretty much daily, and I also see 4-4-4. And certainly, my mind, my subconscious mind, could be cueing 4-4-4 and 11-11 every time those numbers hit the clock, or whatever number is in sequence, but A, I travel a lot, a hell of a lot, and Time zones are different, yet they still appear, and they don't only appear on the clock. Yes, you can argue that my peripheral just happens to see 444 when it is somewhere around me, as I've rewarded my entire being with excitement every time I see those numbers. I have yet to be fully jaded and desensitized to numbers yet, (laughs) but... I do like to just believe that that is my guide saying hello. That is the sign of magic and the beauty of guides showing us that they're around, sending us little love notes on a day-to-day basis to show that we are loved, we are love, and to spread love as well as it's all love. So I love receiving signs from guides in various ways. I've even talked about on the podcast how I'll ask for a specific sign and then somewhere along the line, somewhere down the road later that day, they will show me that very specific sign. Once when I was in London was just to show me angel wings and I happened to just randomly want to go walk to this museum. As I entered this museum, I just randomly decided to go sit and meditate at the very end in front of this triptych, which was also before a podium. It kind of had a religious setup and it had a bench in front of it. I just felt like meditating there a bit. And then I look up and guess what I see above the triptych? Angel wings. That's right. Angel wings were divinely orchestrated to appear before me. Though they were there well before I arrived. Or were they? (laughs) 
but I did it. I saw the angel wings. I felt good. It was just like a simple, you're good. We got you. We're here. You're not alone. I was really depressed and lonely at that time. So kind of needed it. It kind of meant a lot. (laughs) But that is my perspective now on spirit guides. However, of course, one is more than welcome to share the perspective that Yes, well, of course you believe in and feel and experience spirit guides because you experienced that when you were seven years old and younger, thanks to religion. And so you were in a theta state, which is basically hypnosis. And so your first seven years of child development, the subconscious working in theta is downloading all of the behavior and all of the information that he or she receives. So therefore, your behavioral programming for the rest of your life is based on that. (laughs) So of course, you are deeply connected to something that you think is there at seven years old. Well, you know what? I also thought that Santa was real, like, and I really thought it. Yet, you know, I've kind of been proven otherwise. Maybe in another dimension, though. No, in all seriousness, that is indeed a fair argument. But again, what resonates with me is the fact that with all the magic that I have come across and even tried to ignore, tried to say it was just pure coincidence, with all the different synchronicities I've seen, I just know that there is something that is divinely guiding me and divinely guiding all of us. Yet... There was a period of time, my preteen and teen years, where I completely questioned and disconnected with the Holy Ghost or spirit guides. In fact, I actually just rebelled against anything that not only Mormons and Methodists taught, anything that all religious organizations preached. The only thing I didn't stop believing in, though, was God which at the time was actually a triggering word for me. The word God was very triggering, so I would just refer to God as the universe or higher power or source. Also words like angels and spirit guides or Holy Ghost especially or Holy Spirit, especially any sort of word that was labeling an entity in the Bible was super triggering for me and even revolting. So... I actually distanced myself from the idea that there were such things as angels and spirit guides. And I didn't want to believe that my experiences with spirits themselves, like earthbound spirits, were real. I was trying to convince myself that that was all just a hallucination as a child. So I was distancing myself from all things metaphysical and just beyond this physical existence. So... My reality was really boxed with whatever I could see around me as that was me shifting my perspective on a very subconscious and unconscious level. And some of you may actually be able to relate if you were indoctrinated in any religion at a young age and then you decided it wasn't for you for whatever reason. You know, we tend to have a rebellious phase. It's, I feel like it's a part of the cycle of life <laughs> for most So also, quite frankly, um, it wasn't until Bali 2015, which was only four years ago, when I actually could feel their presence around again, and it was undeniable for me. And perhaps it's because I was finally meditating on a daily basis and just consciously taking the time to tune within 
and connect with nature simply just by not like communicating with the trees or anything, but simply just by being present with what was around me as I'd walk within her and just observe or even admire her beauty. This led me to deep listening and deeply connecting with my soul, my inner voice. And again, this wasn't like a formula. This is just what ended up happening as I was consciously tuning in because at that time, as many of you know, I was just experiencing a lot of life transitions and also anxiety, some depression. just needed to find myself, find my soul. That's all I knew I needed to know. I thought it was me trying to find my soul. Yet, of course, we never really need to find it. But that's another topic. I feel deep, deep appreciation for my sponsors who continue to want to extend with the yomis and stick around as they are providing real value for you and this podcast, this entity. And so thank you so much, Skillshare, for continuing to sponsor Your Own Magic. For those of you who are curious about exploring over 30,000 courses that will fuel your creativity and also your career and help you enhance in whatever skill you have been intending to expand upon, well, Skillshare, my friend, is for you. And they actually have a two-month deal for you for free when you go to Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. And these classes, they unlock that fire within you to create from your passion, from your heart, start a little side hustle, a new little business, or perhaps even something in the creative realm with Instagram, podcasting, and YouTube. And there are many design courses, many business courses, and a lot of teachers that many adore, such as Erin Draplin, Roxanne Gay, Simon Sinek, and so many more acclaimed creators that share their knowledge with you. Join the millions of students and the thousands of Yomis that are taking Skillshare to enhance some sort of skill in some sort of field or just learn something brand new when you go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic and you will get two months for free. In the past, I have taken a couple of their writing courses. I love how they laid out with different modules to build up to a certain level of creativity. And then each new module, I remember, would become a little more challenging, a little more thought-provoking, yet at the same time allowed me to let go of my mind, the blocks, and simply just flow. So again, that's skillshare.com forward slash your own magic and get your two months for free. And there's no commitments you can cancel at any time. As I was deeply listening to this inner voice, which by the way is not a whisper like we'd hear a human voice speak to us, but it's our own inner knowing of a whisper, like our own language with our body that communicates with us every single day that we just feel we have these inner knowings. We just know. Women are highly sensitive to this. What a gift. (laughs) Yet, whether you're a woman or a man, in this day and age, though our inner voice is communicating with us 
on a daily basis, we often silence this inner voice in seconds, just seconds, a snap by the ego or honestly also by the other voices that we're living with that may cloud our judgment from our parents' voices, our friends' voices, our inner child or teenager (laughs) or society's voice. In seconds, those voices can take over and create our reality, our perspective of what we think is true, which is often not, especially if it's rooted in fear. So many of us become very distant, but the more I practice observing these thoughts, I was able to just better discern what was false, what was not me, and the stories that were untrue that I was creating or being created for me and discerning that ego from my inner voice from my heart from where my guides speak and then as I would discern these voices I would notice that there is one that is rooted in fear or protective in a way that might want to put down others distance myself or there's one rooted in deep compassion and understanding that is guided by my heart and that is of the highest integrity for me. For a while, I was also not allowing myself the right boundaries with people because of this. And so you end up learning the right boundaries as well on top of the compassion. I just know that I have this voice that feels so much love and compassion and truth for what's right. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. And then I have a voice that will tell me something is not that something is not love and it's okay to set a boundary on that and that's just simple wisdom and I feel that the guides will send me and deliver me signs to remind me when I might be in my head when I might be feeling as though I'm losing sight of love and beauty and truth the guides will remind me to recognize the ego when she would arise because I would just feel something super strong to listen to that, that voice instead. And I think that my inner voice became stronger the more, again, I meditated, I connected with nature, and I would consciously take time to listen deeply with my soul, with also journaling and exposing myself to deep, profound truths from other spiritual teachers, like Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle was the very first spiritual teacher that gifted me the opportunity to hear and recognize and observe my ego without judgment. And he actually refers to the ego as the pain body. The ego, the pain body, I would refer to the ego as the pain body as well for the longest time, and both indeed apply. There are several episodes on your own magic on discerning the voice of the ego and your inner voice. But honestly, I can just sum it up here in a sentence or two. (laughs) So the ego will create stories that instill fear and guilt and shame and judgment and even provide some sort of superiority or inferiority complex or give you these protective mechanisms that are not from love but from fear. And then our inner voice, on the other hand, our voice of divine guidance will always whisper something of love, something that makes you feel light and oozes through your entire body when you hear a truth, yet also understands that we live in this world full of other egos, and so certain boundaries are indeed warranted. (laughs) 
doesn't mean that they're going to make you or the other person feel bad. I would further discern my ego from my inner voice and I believe that honestly opened more doorways to deeply connecting with my guidance team and again I just feel them I don't ever see them standing in front of me in a 3d body or even in a light body I haven't seen an actual spirit in quite a long time since childhood when of course that veil was a lot thinner and you're more exposed to it but I do feel them within and around me and I'll experience chills when I hear a deep profound truth I needed to hear or I can almost feel them touching my shoulder or my heart when something profound has been said or experienced and then of course there's the synchronicities in running into people or phone calls and texts from people that I was just thinking about or dreaming about for example the other day I had a dream about my cousin. This was seriously three nights ago. I had a dream about my cousin. Well, she just happened to pop in it. And then I wake up to a call from her. And it turns out she was calling me to let me know she is pregnant. What? (laughs) Oh, this universe and these guides. Now, was it the guides that, of course, made this happen? Perhaps, perhaps not. But I do feel that they'll somehow orchestrate something in the astral plane to deliver us signs while we're dreaming, messages while we're dreaming. We probably connect with them while we are in that delta state. And then, of course, the synchronicities, the signs, the message delivered to us when it comes to the cosmic language of numbers. Because think about it. Apparently, aliens use numbers Don't quote me on that because I haven't seen it myself, but this is just a hearsay. But what is not a hearsay is in this world, it seems, we use the same numerical system no matter what continent you are standing on. However, we do not share the same alphabet. Think about it. And, And what are some common signs and synchronicities that are numerical? When you see consistent numbers such as 444-333, as this is a way the universe may send us subtle messages so that we may observe, look at something, some message in some way. They may share it on, you might see it on a book cover or on a billboard, on an address, a zip code, in a phone number on a random piece of paper and these repeating numbers they're just a magical reminder that we are divine and something is happening in our life as we all have our own interpretations of these repeating numbers in sequence mean and why we see them over and over again for me it's always been four 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 lately i've been seeing seven 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 more I also always see 1111, and at that time I'm like, all right, what is being shared right now? Or I'm going to listen, or I'm going to feel whatever's going on. Or perhaps it's just a simple hello from our angels if we have no way of interpreting whatever the meaning is, which when you see it every single day, you don't want to become desensitized to it, and you don't want to have to overanalyze your life at all times. I mean, it's about life taken sincerely, not seriously, right? <laughs> So 
instead of getting in the habit of overanalyzing whatever is happening in the moment, perhaps also just note that maybe it's just a simple hello that your guides are here and that you're being guided. And if that resonates with you in the moment, then beautiful. And if it doesn't, if you feel like, okay, they are really trying to deliver something, well then continue to listen. And some may want to play devil's avocado and say, well, yeah, Raquel, you see 444 and 1111 on a daily basis because you have trained your subconscious mind to look for it as you have rewarded yourself, your being with excitement or joy or just have made a habit of it in some way. So yeah, you subconsciously seek it and so it seems very abundant and very clear. Sure, yeah, that does make sense. It is interesting though that I do happen to just randomly grab my phone at those times while I'm in different time zones traveling around the world. Plus also simultaneously, there's a very clear message in them for me. Anybody is more than welcome to argue, but my perspective from my perspective is that there is no coincidences when it comes to that, that we absolutely do have these divinely guided, universally aligned synchronicities and the guides do want to just make sure that we know that they're around and so they gift us with magic, our own magic. And why would I not want to see a world that is full of magic and wonder? Why would I want to just think that everything is in the physical? Because I'm sorry, my friends, but that is just not me. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) I love to believe in the magic and feel that a lot of this is divinely guided for a reason, for myself and for your own spiritual evolution. I mean, it is interesting that a lot of Yomis see 44 or 444 everywhere or even just any other repeating numbers. And it doesn't even have to be a repeating number. There are humans like my friend Jordan, who happens to be on her honeymoon here in Bali right now. She has been seeing 201 for ages. I think even before she dived deep into her spiritual journey, yet there was always like a, huh. Well, I guess she's kind of always been on a very strong spiritual journey, but I mean, she's taken it to another level now, indeed. And so before she was aware of how this universe works, to the extent she does now, she saw 201, and she still continues to see 201. In fact, we were both looking at someone's Instagram, and they happened to have something 1,000 and 201 likes. And I was like, all right, well, there you go. (laughs) So let's just say that there is something very profound in numbers indeed when it comes to divinely guided messages all right yomis so i know many of you are extremely intuitive in fact i'm pretty sure all of you are whether you know it or not and a lot of you in fact every one of you have quite strong psychic senses as well that perhaps you have not yet tapped into or perhaps you'd like to strengthen and if I could have taken each and every one of you to at least just come a witness the transformation that I got to witness in person during this Bali retreat to see how Brie was able to really transform all of us including myself to fully strengthen and tap more deeply into our clear senses then I would be happy for you because it was powerful 
AF. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited. My biggest passion and joy comes from empowering others. And one of my biggest messages is that, you know, we are all intuitive. It is an innate skill that's within us. We're generally just not taught what to do with it or how to use these skills. Um, And they just lie dormant, more or less. Um, So I created this program, which is Psychic Bootcamp. It's a 10-week online program. But it's super hands-on, and you get to practice with other students in the class, and so many people make friends. It's a really beautiful community, and it's really the only way that I'm working with people right now. So I do a monthly group coaching, um, so it's fully supported, and we just basically go from zero to psychic hero. Um, But yeah, just, you know, if you're an empath, you are an empath because you're a human. Uh, we, we work around boundaries and maintaining really healthy boundaries so you never experience anything that you don't want to and you like work out those fears about the other side, which we've all, a lot of us have, have experienced. Um, we do angel readings and spirit guides and soul readings and animal communication. Oh my gosh, she has so many life-shifting tools in her courses. Her soul sculpting, psychic boot camp, and the belief reprogram. What is it called? Belief yeah, reprogramming? Yeah, I don't even know what I called it, but there's a. <laughs> it's a mini course of soul sculpt, and yeah. so it's at like a cheaper price. Um, mm-hmm. And it's basically the first couple modules of soul sculpt. So you learn the formulas that we kind of discussed, and there's a bunch of meditations and yeah. ways to begin to clear those out on an energetic conscious level and then soul sculpt is like longer 10 week goes deeper into yeah. all this work psychic boot camp as it sounds you already mm-hmm. know um mm-hmm. but i want to gift your listeners uh 10 percent off yeah mm-hmm. for all of the things Thank all the things you. i'm gonna put her link in the show notes it's briemelanson.com and the code is magic because duh because duh <laughs> So, what exactly, who exactly are these guides that we're speaking of, these angels? What is the difference? Is there even a difference? Are they that Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit? Well, from my perspective and just what I feel to be true for now, of course, you know, new information unfolds as we continue to evolve. But yes, like I said in the beginning, spirit guides would pretty much be akin to the Bible's version of a Holy Spirit or the Book of Mormon's version of a Holy Ghost. And when it comes to spirit guides and angels, however, there apparently is a difference which of course there's also angels in the Bible and in the Book of Mormon, but when it comes to whoever is guiding me, protecting me, delivering me messages, to be quite frank with you, I I don't really say, oh, this is a guide that's telling me this, this is an angel. It just seems like divine guidance all around as all is one, and so perhaps both simultaneously are delivering this, or one or the other, as they might have their different responsibilities, their different soul purposes for their conscious evolution. But what is known by a lot of spiritual catalysts and teachers on this earthly plane is that spirit guides had once been earthbound and they've had the human experience and now they are just guiding us, perhaps part of our soul family, 
perhaps going to one day form a social memory complex with us, which we will get into in a little bit. And they're on the astral plane guiding us around. However, angels happen to have only experienced the light body, not a 3D dense body, yet they also have experienced positive and negative aspects with their own soul evolution. And now they are higher realm beings that are protecting us, guiding us. They're on the causal plane, or you can call it the ethereal plane, guiding us and protecting us in the way that they do. And so to be honest, when I see these signs, when I receive messages and my inner voice is speaking, all of it to me is one. (laughs) It really is. Maybe the law of one embedded that in me, but all of it to me is one. And what also makes sense is that they've all had the experience with an ego, whether they were an earthly human or another planet something. Maybe they called it human, maybe not. But they had that experience with the positive and negative polarities of life as our soul evolves, we get to experience positive and negative catalysts that will lead us towards a certain trajectory as to where our soul is going, in which we're about to talk all about that law of one. So buckle up, even though it's going to be extremely short compared to the episodes that I've already brought to light when it comes to law of one, Ra's brilliant cosmic insight. If you feel like certain things are connecting more with you that's beautiful like i understand you know calling upon archangel michael for protection and archangel raphael for helping you heal any physical ailments or even archangel gabriel for understanding on a greater level a certain message that you might need to know or just help with ideas and inspiration for your creative pursuits and your opportunities and then there's Archangel Ariel who is like the great earth mother and she oversees the planet and all of the creatures and she brings great emphasis to our world and has these incredible healing powers for Mama Gaia. So there are so many different archangels that are here to support earth and assist humankind but as far as like the signs that are being delivered that I feel I'm receiving on a day-to-day basis and you as well you know it could be an archangel it could be an angel it could be a spirit guide whatever it is it's being delivered and those inner voice messages of course could be guides and it could be God and of course all of it is all the above as We are all one, and that's when we're going to talk about the law of one. According to the raw material, our life purpose is to evolve spirituality, and we'll continue to evolve by learning the ways of love and of wisdom, to love unconditionally, and also to be of service for others. So, souls in The third density consciousness in which they are mind, body, spirit complexes. So humans, we would be considered a mind, body, spirit complex. And whether our consciousness is in 3D, 4D, 5D, we are walking in 3D bodies that do have a body, a mind, and a spirit. (laughs) And we are are complex. Oh man, dad joke. And though we talked about it in past episodes, um, I will link both of those episodes below because 
a lot of you really, really enjoyed those episodes, and so if you haven't listened to them yet, what I'm about to share might be really confusing. You might be scratching your head, but I just wanted to insert this bit into this topic as I find it very interesting, very relevant, very expanding as to what potentially angels might be. So it seems when Ra talks about angels, Ra seems to refer to angels as entities from the angelic realm or guardians. Ra does have two classifications for guardians. There's a guardian with a capital G, which are entities that are on the third level of harvesting, which we don't need to get into. And then there are just guardians, and I think that that's how Ra refers to angels. I'm not 1,000% certain, but just reading between the lines, that's what it seems. And as we transcend, we harvest and graduate to the next density, the next level of consciousness, our vibratory rate for our instruments apparently elevates as well. And so eventually our vibration is at such a rapid rate that we can no longer embody these third densities. Social memory complexes are light bodies. Angels are light bodies. We don't see an angel come to us in human form. I have seen, perhaps it was an earthbound spirit, but something in human form before. However, it was translucent. Let's say that you are about to graduate. You're about to harvest, as you'd say, graduate or harvest to the next density. And let's say you're transitioning from 3D to 4D. You've lived many, many, several lives in 3D, and you just happen to have been walking a path in this life that has been 51% positive or more in service to others. You'll know what I'm talking about when it comes to positive and negative polarities and paths, if you had listened to that last episode. But long story short, you're walking that positive path. You really loved to serve others. You were at 51% or more on the positive path and you are transitioning to fourth density positive. So now your soul for the remainder of time will now experience a consciousness that is at a level of compassion and understanding and will only continue to expand from there. And then, of course, Let's just say that you're really walking, you know, a negative path and just serving yourself and controlling and manipulating others and imposing on their free will in some way or trying to in 3D, which by the way, the creator doesn't judge because the creator wants to experience it all. So honestly, neither is bad or good. Neither is better or worse, but let's just say you are. You are a bit of a narcissist and you serve yourself your soul, you're more self-serving than serving to others. Well, you have to have been 95% self-serving in this life to transcend to 4D. And that sounds really hard to do, but you know what? Some definitely do it. Many 4D conscious people might be inhabiting a 3D body and yet they are of negative polarity and so they are walking the negative path for a while not till the end of the time but for a while their consciousness will be there and experience whatever they have to experience 
and transcend whenever they transcend. So they'll be narcissistic, control, manipulate others. And fifth density, now they're incorporating some wisdom, I assume. Perhaps they're not even in a 3D body anymore. You know, we could label them a demon if we wanted to. We could. When they get to sixth density, now this is where Ra is. Sixth density is when the negative entity struggles to keep up with the love and light of the positive because love is so overpowering it overpowers darkness it trumps darkness no pun intended at that level the negative entity you know just kind of caves in and becomes light and a positive entity as it merges with the entities of the social memory complexes now, between that, so between 3D to 6D, some souls that you love on this planet, you will actually merge with. And so perhaps those souls that are merging together as one big soul family, which we've also talked about with Ainsley McLeod and others, the soul family that you keep meeting along your path and your reincarnations and yada yada, you all merge together and share your lessons and wisdom on earth. And hopefully you are all on the positive path because all positives will merge together and form an entity. And perhaps that entity could be classified as a spirit guide or whatever that is helping guide you along your path, but everything is happening all at once. So perhaps you're already your higher self merged with all those that you love are part of that entity. Or perhaps it's just a soul that is deeply connected with you and has transitioned from this life to live on the astral plane and guide you or the causal plane and guide you. Now, how I perceive the causal plane would be where Ra lies. So now Ra is the social memory complex of Venus, where social memory complexes that were guiding those on Venus, they merged together to be one entity, using all of their wisdom, collecting all of their wisdom and lessons that they learned on Venus. And now they are channeling through certain entities on planet earth which is a newer planet to share this universal wisdom only to simply share it but not to impose as they are a positive entity some of the negative entities on that planet have now become positive entities and so that social memory complex is helping guiding planet earth to continue to evolve spiritually evolve transcend and move towards the creator the light and maybe they do this so they can continue to evolve. Maybe that's their mission, their purpose. But we could consider those archangels or just angels or something guiding us, just another higher power. Essentially, we are also part of this. So according to the law of one, all of us earthly beings are going to, and also in a sense already have, merge together, first form a social memory complex with our loved ones, and then with all the earthly beings. And then from there, who knows? Ra's only made it to six density. So that's up in the air. <laughs> but Ra does gather that basically you're one foot in with the creator, with God, source, the universe. It's interesting to think that perhaps you might be your guide, your soul is simply guiding you 
as the law of one, it's already all happened. It's already all happening. There's no time-space reality, something that, of course, our minds can't conceive. Yet at the same time, you know, we are continuing to evolve, and it does take millions and millions of years for consciousness to transcend. And perhaps also some spirit guides are messengers that you meet on Earth, and they could be walking 5D humans I mean, their consciousness is 5D, but they're just delivering these cosmic universal truths. And in fact, you could even be one of them, just in a 3D body instead of a light body. It's just something to ponder when it comes to other perspectives of what spirit guides may potentially be, right? If you're listening to this, you likely indeed are curious of continuing to expand your soul, expand your consciousness, and spiritually evolve. If you do not feel connected in some way with your divine guidance, trust me, first of all, you are, you are, your mind just maybe running the show a bit when you're trying to connect, especially if you have a habit of allowing your mind to take over, and that's fine. That's so fine as the juxtaposition of it when you do experience it, which you will because you clearly do want to seek a deeper truth, if you're still listening to this, then you will open the door by making a conscious choice daily to just allow your mind to take a back seat. And maybe perhaps it's as simple as saying one mantra, like peace begins with me, love begins with me, love is all that is, or even just breathe, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale something to just allow the thoughts to dissipate a bit so then sit and listen within and you can even just ask yourself how am i feeling right now and tune in to that heart space or even your gut and perhaps you'll more easily be able to feel this inner voice and the presence of your guides around without trying especially if you allow yourself space in nature for a moment But you can really just do this anywhere. You can do this on an airplane with people surrounding you that are uncomfortable and not happy to be on a plane. That's okay. You can still experience it there. And then, of course, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I mean, just walking in nature without headphones on, or if you do have headphones on, set the intention that the headphones are going to somehow ease you into the space or help you become more present of the moment and just really be present with the nature you can if you want to hug a tree communicate with the plants around you or you can simply just be super observant of the nature that surrounds you and feel in harmony and at one with its consciousness and yours as plants are second density consciousness according to the raw material yet at the same time there's something about nature that just also feels so deeply in tune with the greater forces of the universe that our egos have put on the blinders for us to see as we had been birthed in this incarnation under the veil of forgetfulness but you know what i don't think I'm not sure, but I don't think plants have forgotten, and they're deeply connected with the whatever is beyond the physical, so with our guides. So to listen and just really tune in with the nature that surrounds you, it's also just truly the simplest way 
to neutralize your frequency. So if you're feeling super low, it will raise it a bit and make you feel more at ease just simply by being in the presence of nature. And at that time, you may receive a lot of inspired ideas as you're walking along the path and a lot of inspired ideas for your career, for your future, for your present, or for different art pieces, different music, different poetry. It's as if almost the nature is a portal in a way that delivers these downloads for you. One way to describe it. And so I highly encourage you, if you really, really are having a hard time connecting, we'll simply just go in nature and just be present with it with no expectation and see what happens. Um, Another way to connect deeply is also just listening to uplifting music or binaural beats or certain sounds that have a frequency of 639 hertz, 528 hertz is another big one. So 639 and 528 hertz music or even honestly just music with lyrics that nourishes your soul. I have some Spotify playlists that may nourish your soul. I can link those below as well. My favorite, and it seems to be most people's favorite, is the Shakti playlist. But I also have a fun, not-so-guilty-pleasures playlist. And that's just fun for both the human and the soul. Because again, we're human. We're having a human experience. Allow your human to thrive as well. Just don't allow the ego to take over. Take control. And also, a lot of times you might feel connected when you are in a deep flow state while you're writing, while you're creating, while you are busy with work that you are passionate about in some way, work or play. (laughs) And then of course, honestly, there's always simply just sitting down to breathe, whether you're doing breath work or meditating or just being present in the moment, simply sitting down and just observing is one of the best ways to connect. I'm in prayer. Of course, prayer. Hello, a major one. I'll either pray in my mind or out loud, or I'll even journal a prayer and I'll write, dear God, dear angels, dear, actually it's usually just dear God or angels. (laughs) Oh, dear soul, dear soul, dear self. Another way to connect is when you are meditating to visualize a beam from the crown of your head reaching up towards the sky, towards the universe, towards the stars. It's almost like that is you allowing yourself to open the doorway for them to come through you and use you as a vessel or just connect more deeply with your heart. I also will say out loud, I invite you to use me as a vessel at this time to deliver a message, a shared truth. Before I begin a podcast, I like to ground and center myself. And many of you have heard the prayers with certain guests where I will say, allow our egos to take a back seat as so that way our souls really do come forward because in saying that it takes away power from the ego so the inner voice is louder and the guides I will say use us as a vessel at this time to deliver a shared truth a message a universal message whatever message you think the listeners need to hear and in doing that it's like I'm opening the doorway to co-create where Raquel my human self and whoever the guest is our experiences come through our human is still there yet at the same time our souls come forward and also we may channel higher realms in in some way there are many podcasts where i'm like where the hell did that come from 
why, how in the world did I connect with this information? And this is not me sharing how to channel because to be honest, I don't do that directly. Though I'm sure if I put in the effort too, I would, but, and I actually have had one moment of experience where I definitely felt like I was being channeled directly and that was recent. But for me, what feels best right now, I don't need to be a channel. I don't need to be Esther Hicks. I just, I'm happy experiencing Raquel and co-creating with divine wisdom and sharing divine truths from my heart <laughs> like this for you. So I hope that this episode was helpful in some way when it comes to connecting more deeply with your guides. This one question I decided deserved pretty much an entire episode just so you can listen to this bit and really take that in. Begin connecting with your guides. Meditate. Journal. Experience love for others. So till next time because I have many more questions to answer and those answers will be a lot shorter but this was the very first question asked and it was for a reason and I just felt very divinely guided to talk about this because it's almost like my guides are like connect 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 help them connect so to the moon child mindset who asked this amazing question when did you know you were truly tapped in with your guides in a sense I always knew on a soul level I always knew even during my rebellious times and I have an inkling of a feeling that most of you just know as well and always have and always will. Thank you so much for listening to this magical episode. I'm glad that this first one had a theme. So the Q&A will actually be next Monday's episode and I'm excited to answer all those questions. They're so fun. I'm just glad that this episode for whatever reason was divinely guided so this was the one theme <laughs> and if you feel you know someone that needs to hear this message feel free to send them this podcast so they can also help connect with their guides their heart connect with the wisdom of love versus the ego's desire to instill fear also if you'd like to connect with other yomis who are truly dedicating time, dedicating their life to connecting more deeply with their soul and also giving so much love to others and love to give you love and spread the love too, feel free to join us in the Your Own Magic Facebook group. Those links are in the show notes. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram. If you send a short note, I will be happy to send some love back. My Instagram is at Raquel Mantra. I do have a workshop that is coming up January 4th when it comes to deepening our love, deepening our connection, just really actually expanding on this and really the process of how and shifting our perspective so that we see more love instead of fear, judgment, comparison, hate, anger, so that we really do see more truth. And I'm really excited for that workshop. Again, it's January 4th. That will be in the show notes as well. And as always, the light in me honors the light in you <laughs> and have a magical day.